This is the NFC Beast. Welcome back to the NFC Beast Podcast, the podcast where knowledgeable fans of the NFC East are talking all things NFC East. This episode, we're excited. The wait is over. It's week one of the 2020 NFL season, which brings us to our first divisional matchup of the year. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles travel down 95 to FedEx Field, the home of the Washington football team. <laughs> Hailing from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, wearing the road green jerseys. You know uh, our first guest from performing stand-up all over the Mid-Atlantic, also running his own comedy showcase, Level Up Comedy, all over the DMV. He's friend of the show. It's Glenn Lawrence. Howdy. How we doing? What's going on, fool? I'm all right. I, I'm, I'm hamming it up for the video, even though this is just audio. <laughs> well, thanks. Rest thanks for telling everybody faces. that they're missing out on a lot of shit. <laughs> uh, and our next guest, wearing the home whites, is host of the District uh, Divided podcast, where he talks all things DC sports. Longtime friend of me and the show. He's number ten on the pitch, but number one in your heart. It's Amit Singh. I couldn't have asked for a better intro there, Boofer. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> well, you wrote it up for me, and I, I pay you paid me to say it exactly that way. Oh, I didn't realize we were going to talk about that, but anyway, I thought we were here to talk about football. Football's back. It is back. I, you know what? Here's the thing I need to ask you guys. H- have you felt this buzz about football, or did I miss something? It, I just feel like there hasn't been anything. There hasn't been any training camps. I mean, I'm sorry. There I hasn't mean, yes, been there has. any preseason games, really. Um, so there's no reason to get hype about training camp. And uh, I think you were probably in the middle of trying to survive the apocalypse. So <laughs> maybe that's why you haven't been able to focus as much. I really feel at this point that Tom Brady should have been shoved down my throat like a thousand times that I would be really pissed off at the Bucks at this point. I, I feel like that is just a fantasy that you have of Tom Brady <laughs> shoving himself down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Tom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's at a loss because he walked right into that one. <laughs> I mean, I did walk into it too much as much as I... It's a friendly podcast. It's a friendly podcast. Well, the rest oh, of the sports world's also been busy with the NBA, the NHL. The playoffs are going on there as well. And so I think that takes away from it. The protests, of course, going on. And then, yeah, like Glenn was talking about, we got the apocalypse right now. So where is the time to talk about football and get hyped for it? Yeah. Do you think it's going to be the point where NFL is like, we're not going to copy anything the NBA is doing. So we'll just be quiet about it until we fuck up. <laughs> I, uh, I I really think there might be a chance that football is the thing that makes us say, ah, fuck it, pandemic, schmandemic, and we just start watching football again and go on about life. Like, maybe that's the shit that gets us to open everything back up and people just, you know, forget about the, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that have already died from, uh, <laughs> from the, I'm what laughing, the but it's... Your problem? <laughs> Like, this was supposed to be a happy podcast. It like, was yeah, for but... five minutes, and then it just went tanked. Uh, no, but I think I think we, I think we, uh, the season starts, and it may actually uh, help uh, get some people back to a sense of normalcy. Um, so that's my hope. That's what I'm aiming yeah. for. I, I felt that, uh, you know, the entertainment of sports has kind of been on a back seat for a little bit. And, and I hope we're getting, hopefully this, this will bring back a little bit more normalcy, even though that the NBA and the uh, NHL ha- are out of out of season, quote unquote, 
really. We, it just feels weird that they're playing right now when the NFL is starting. So <laughs> hopefully once those two end and the NFL hopefully is going week by week, continuing, we'll feel like everything is going all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just hope things actually get better. Um. <laughs> well, they are. Glenn, they will eventually. Something's going to get better. Either yeah. we're all going to live with COVID and we'll all have COVID. We're like, oh, you don't have COVID? Or... <laughs> We'll be well, fine, Glenn. Relax. I mean, I'll, I'll give it to DC. DC has been really good with COVID, uh, you know, the past month, two months or so. Like, the numbers have been really low over here. So, you know, big ups to the people in the 202. Good stuff. Keep wearing those masks. Yeah. It's I don't think it's going to help. I don't think it's going to help the Redskins be good, though, this year. I think hey, they're hey, still going to hey, be hey, hey, playing hey, hey. at pre pandemic levels. <laughs> you don't come on my podcast and say those kind of words. It's a Washington football team. You saw what did I, Oh, did I, man, did for I the call first their name? Time, yeah, for the first, the first time one. in ages for the first time in ages we're gonna have actual home games where we don't have more road fans than, <laughs> so this is gonna be we're already off to a great start it's a great rip start rick rip, rip rocking there will be no uh waving of terrible towels on monday night footballs it'll be it'll be fantastic uh there'll be towels waved at home maybe <laughs> uh let's get into this amit uh, the newest Philadelphia Eagle, Darius Slay, is uh, he's going to be draped all over, over your boy uh, McLaurin this weekend. Uh, what do you expect out of these wideouts? Well, I actually, for this game specifically, not a whole lot. It's, again, going to be dependent on Dwayne Haskins as the whole season is going to be centered around Dwayne Haskins and his development as the quarterback for the Washington football team. From the wideouts, Terry McLaurin. Uh, who you just talked about being covered by Slay. Last time you saw him, five catches, 72 yards, and he could have had a touchdown as well. So he's a rising star. I expect something out of him, but I actually expect Steven Sims Jr. to have a really nice game out of the slot. Dontrell Inman is new to the team. He's learning the system. He's always sort of just been a middle-of-the-road guy. I wouldn't expect a whole lot from him, but Steven Sims Jr. would be the wide receiver to look out for here, as well as Antonio Gibson occasionally playing the slot, the slot excuse me, as well. Hey, Glenn, have you been uh, paying attention to this Washington team yet? Uh, no, I have I mean, I've barely been able to keep up with my birds. Um, so I really haven't been paying attention to Washington. Although I did see that their coach had some issues uh, and whatnot. And, you know, Washington is always an a interesting team. Um, because at the beginning of the season, usually they're, they're either going to be really bad or abysmal. Um, and so we'll see with this first game. Uh, which one it's going to be, um, but there's a there's a chance that they they could uh, you know fairly surprise and and take the NFC East, which you know uh, right now it's kind of a toss up uh, nice. between all the other other scrub teams in there. Like any team in this division could end up running away with it or being last place, and nobody would bat an eye. Uh, I don't think you've noticed yet, but they they're pretty much stacked with these pass rushers, uh, but. They are going up against uh, what was ranked as the number one offensive line by, I believe, Pro Football Talk last year in the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, Washington secondary is kind of, and then you got on your side, you got Miles Sanders, who's a little hurt, right? But right. He's, you add him to the mix, right? He he eats up a lot of yardage uh, mm -hmm. last year, and I think he had his best game against the Redskins last year. Uh, where where do you see the Eagles like finding most success in this next game? Uh, you feel they're a ground game, or you think they're really going to tear up the, in the air? I mean, they've had, they were having a lot of success with their uh, two tight end sets and, and Goddard and uh, Ertz um, really giving opposing defensives trouble. I know they've given um, Washington uh, some trouble in the past. Um, 
I don't know where I don't know where to, Alshon is uh, injured. Uh, Miles is banged up, so I don't know how they're going to do it. Plus, their line is banged up. They're switching people around. Um, Jason Peters is moving back over to tackle after where taking, he wanted you know, to be his, to begin with. Well, after getting his after getting his paycheck, you know, adjusting <laughs> and all that type of stuff. So there's a lot of moving parts. We don't know what's going to happen. I think if the Eagles were healthy um, and there wasn't all this shifting around on the line. They definitely would. Um, they would have answers for Washington, but I think with all the things uh, being switched up, I think they might have a harder go at it, um, making adjustments for all that, all the speed rushers that uh, Washington has. Haskin had the lowest uh, QBR last week or last year. Ahmed also last week. I don't think he had one either. Yeah, he was tied for last and first last week. Sweet. That's right. Just like oh. the NFC East, that uh, predictions have come out of Glenn over there. Uh, but you're you're really high on Allen as a backup, uh, but it's really time to put on your your business big boy business pants over there, and you tell me if Alex was really worth a roster spot on his team. A hundred percent, he was worth a roster spot on this team. The reason I was high on Allen as a backup is because I didn't even think Alex Smith could be in the position he is today. We talked about that months ago. Now. Alex Smith being healthy and actually being on the roster, I think, is nothing but a great thing. He can mentor Dwayne Haskins. He can mentor Kyle Allen. You don't have to be on the And as time progresses, but here's the thing. As time progresses, let's say Haskins isn't doing so well, but the team is, you know, three and five or something like that, Mm -hmm. and he's just playing terribly. You can actually just choose to put Alex Smith in depending on Haskins. Injury status, for example. So if he's playing banged up. He doesn't necessarily need to do that, and then it's not him replacing him long-term. It's just him taking over for the rest of the year. You want a guy like Alex Smith there. We got a new coaching staff as well. He is the ultimate pro. He's going to show you how it's done. And, I mean, the way he's come back from his injury is inspiring the whole team, including Ron Rivera, who has cancer right now, right? So Mm -hmm. he looked to Alex Smith and went, hey, if he can do this, I mean, come on. I can do this too. So... Alex Smith being worth a roster spot? A hundred percent. Absolutely. I I think it's shocking that you heard it here first that Alex Smith can cure cancer. That, (laughs) I feel like, is... That's a tall order right there. That is a lofty, lofty expectation for well, the season. Well, hey, amen. Listen, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. They caught the cancer very early in Ron Rivera. So hopefully it is very treatable, as he's talked about, and that it's nothing more than that. Once again, fingers crossed. Of course, Alex dealt with something very different. But, yeah, hey, maybe he can. Maybe he can. He's a miracle man, apparently. If, if we know anything about the Redskins, we know that they routinely make great decisions. Uh, so, so, you know, whatever happens out of this, uh, you know, whole situation, I'm sure they're going to make the right decision. Um, that's totally being sarcastic. I think they, they have made a horrible mistake. I feel like you're very high on Alex. You may just be very high. That guy, he ruined his knee. This is going to be short-lived. You know what this is? This reminds me of when you're at the family reunion and your your pops or your uncle is like, I want one more go at it with the kids. And then they go out there and they break their ankle or something. Like, I feel like that is going to happen. But all jokes aside, I want to give props to Alex Smith. Or, uh, yeah, Alex. Uh, what's his name? Smith. Alex Smith. Yeah. Uh, Alex Smith for coming back from that gruesome, gruesome injury. That was that was terrible. That was hard to, to look at. Um, and I usually like making fun of the Redskins when they ruin a quarterback's career. Two times. As they've done throughout the years. Two times he's uh, said <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that he's back. And I hope he, hopefully he is an inspiration to the team and, and the coach and, and the city during this crazy time. Hey, I have nothing against Alex being around the team and inspiring the team. And it's a great story, and I love that. And everything like that. I, the, I, 
I just didn't think he was that great of a quarterback to begin with before the injury. And I didn't know he had to be on uh, – he had to fill up an actual roster spot to be on the sideline is all I'm saying. Mm. Well, uh, he he's was, not – look, he I don't was... think he's going to dress up for uh, game one. I'm pretty sure QB1 or QB3 is not dressing up. No, and, and that's the thing is that it's really just low risk from – what are we expecting from Alex Smith this year? The answer is nothing, right? I mean, so it doesn't matter if he's QB2 or 3. It won't make a difference. He'll end up being QB3 because – He's still coming back from that whole thing. But again, the experience he brings, is he a phenomenal quarterback? No, but is he a solid one that's proven he can win regular season games at the very least? Certainly. Yeah. So he can show you how that's done against an array of NFL teams. Now, when it comes to the playoff experience, not been great for him. And that's where the hope with Haskins is. Can he get to that next level? And like Glenn was alluding to, can they sneak away with this division? Dallas is head and shoulders above everybody. But if they hit some injuries, then it's anybody's to take. Hold up. Playoffs? <laughs> You're talking about playoffs? <laughs> Only because you brought it up, man. I wasn't even going to bring it up. <laughs> no, I did say that at the beginning, and I must have been fucking high. Because what? Redskins playoffs, they don't actually go together. I was just, I was actually speaking more to the, the weakness of the division. Yeah. Um, more so than the strength of the Redskins. Or, or, I'm sorry, of the Washington football team. Four times. I'm going to have to get used to this, saying the Washington. I really think they should have came up with a nickname before this. Um, I think they should. I think, actually, that the Washington football team should be docked seven points every game until, until they figure they out a name. a name for their team. It's like they start seven points down. Well, should it increment up? So seven points, then eight points, then nine points, <laughs> yeah, then ten. It's and like, it's like, oh, exactly. man, we really got to come up with something. Yeah, by the end of the season, they'll be. 16 points down because they never figured out a team. <laughs> well, 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 the Red Wolves got a lot of traction, and I think that they are leaning that way. They just haven't said it yet because they want to make sure they take their time and get it right. But a lot of fans seem to like Red Wolves, so I think that's what it's going to end up being. Yeah, that's why we lost mm. in 2020 because we couldn't figure out a name. That's the reason why we lost. Mm. Hey, uh, Nate Silfeld is listed as QB2. Uh, making that second round pick of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, don't give me crap about Alex Smith when Nate Sudfeld (laughs) is QB2 in Philadelphia. I saw Nate Sudfeld. He looked like he had a little bit of moxie. (laughs) Look, I only mention this because uh, Jeffries and and Rager, they're out, right? Leaving, what, Greg Ward, Deshaun, uh, JJ, uh, Jalen Rager was... Jalen Rager was a he was a full participant, so he might be a go. That's but true. he might be a healthy he might be a healthy, healthy scratch since yeah. he's a rookie, um, and he was coming off the injury. But um, but a lot of Eagles fans know, were upset last year with uh, that Hurts pick, and now you're starting Week One with the same list of wide receivers that uh, the fans were asking to be changed up. I mean, what the, what the uh, you know? But those are the same receivers they won a Super Bowl with. You know, like for by and large, it's, it's not the, the same quarterback the, you won a Super Bowl with. That's true, but if you remember, Carson was destroying. <laughs> he was destroying teams in that Super Bowl season. We were the Eagles were winning by like 20, 25 points a game uh, up until Carson got injured, um, and then after that, they still they still uh, were good enough to win. I mean, their defense was amazing, but um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with with the injuries, and you know, they're playing it kind of close to the vest uh, right now in terms of who's going to actually play and who's going to suit up. Um, but I would expect, you know, I, I, I the thing is, you don't know what a Ron Rivera team is going to 
going to uh, be like, especially with him taking some time off. So, you know, usually they're really hard. They're really tough teams. They play really tough defenses. But we don't know how much this offseason has uh, affected them. I know personnel-wise, the Redskins didn't match up very well with the, the Eagles last year. Yeah, so. The Eagles run a two-bunch set, right, with those tight ends. Uh, you think I should be I, I you should take the over on the Ertz and the uh, gutter, uh, rushing or passing yards this weekend? Uh, you know, I just got finished playing Madden 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have uh, gotten into Madden 21 yet. Not yet. But, uh, yeah, Titans are killing. Also, Jalen Rager <laughs> is, uh, if he does play, he, he is amazing. So that's the only thing I can, I can judge because I haven't. Usually, I used to go to Eagles training camps. I used to go and watch them practice so I would have a good sense of what's going to happen in the spring. I have no idea this year. <laughs> I have no idea how they're going to play. I have no idea how they're going to perform, uh, who's fast, who's quick. I don't know about Darius Slay. I don't know about <laughs> any of, like, how these guys are going to do. Like, I know their names. I don't know how they have gelled together, you know. Uh, you know, this is this is going to be a very interesting season, uh, to say the least. But um, I think with all the pieces that they've, they've put together and most of the core of that Super Bowl team still intact, I feel like they, they have a good chance to destroy the Washington football team this uh, Sunday. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Ahmed, uh, once you open up uh, your uh, version of Madden 21, are you going to drop AD from the Lions and pick him back on the Redskins? Ah, damn it, I said it. <laughs> uh, that's one time. No, I think it was a good move to, well, maybe not a good move, but an understandable move to let go of AP because at the end of the day, it's not like this team's about to go win a Super Bowl or about to make a deep playoff run or anything like that. They're rebuilding. They want to give more reps to Antonio Gibson, who they drafted this year, and to Bryce Love, assuming he gets healthy. And it sounds like he is on track to do so and be a part of just a rotation. Peyton Barber is another middle of the road guy. He didn't do anything in Tampa Bay, but he's a he's used to he's used to volume and that's okay. So you're gonna give him some carries. You're gonna give JD McKissick some carries and some catches out of the backfield. Gibson and Love, I have no problem with what they're doing right now. No problem. Do they still it. have the who was the running back that they had though? The little crap Chris Thompson? Oh, Chris oh, Thompson now in Jacksonville. Yeah, now he, in he Jacksonville. Gone? He's gonna get some play there yeah, too. That was that was the only that was the guy that I was most worried Frightened, about. On, yeah. on the, he was on the on the uh, Washington football team. Like he was he was pretty he's trying solid to make up for it. them last year. Well, yeah. he's almost the Will Fuller of running backs in that mm-hmm. when he was healthy, he was sensational. You'd be like, how come I haven't heard more about this guy? And then next thing you know, he's out for the year. Yeah. It would just happen every yeah. single time. So Jay Gruden goes down as the OC in Jacksonville. First person he brings with him, Chris Thompson. So that's where he is now. So, I mean, what's, what's Washington's skill players look like this year? I'm, I'm... Sure, sure. So, uh, again, Terry McLaurin, the rising star, who I genuinely think could be a top 10 receiver in the league as his career progresses. Not a sleeper. Uh, not worried about his size. I think he's sort of in that Stefan Diggs mold where he's very elusive, yep. great route runner, gets up there, and wins those jump balls. So McLaurin's one. Steven Sims Jr. is a very sneaky guy who ended last season, even with a, a touchdown against the Eagles. Um, he had four touchdowns, I want to say, in the last four games and tons of targets, a Haskins favorite. And then there are a lot of hopes on Antonio Gandy-Golden, who is a wide receiver drafted this year, as well as Antonio Gibson, running back from Memphis, who is arguably the most explosive player mm. with the least number of co- college touches uh, last season. So there's a lot of hope for him, which I think 
inspired letting go of Adrian Peterson. So those are the skill players, not names you've typically heard of, mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of young talent that they're hoping to cultivate, including Haskins. I have this theory, this conspiracy theory, kind of, that do you think uh, AD was let go just just for a locker room shakeup, kind of? Like, more of a culture thing to move to benefit the coaching staff, right? So they're the, the sole and unanimous figureheads in the locker room, right? I just can't see where you get rid of them. Oh, so you think it's part of, like, clearing house some more? Yeah, I mean, it's not I, like you don't want to get rid of AP, but because you can't imagine a scenario where he doesn't fit your offensive scheme at any point, right? <laughs> it's not about that. He would have been the best running Correct. back on the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's no doubt Correct. about I that. that but I think it was just about giving the younger guys some touches. And if Adrian Peterson's there, it's going to be a story throughout. If your goal is to give the younger guys some touches, they'd be like, well, you have Adrian Peterson. Why aren't you using yeah, him? Those questions are erased now. Now uh, yeah, it was right. a week of why'd you let him Don't go? Give the excuse. And they're going to forget about it. And they're just going to move on to the younger guys, which is what the goal is. So why don't you... I think... Hold on, wait. Okay. I'm go sorry. Ahead, uh, if I could just jump in no, here. Go ahead. I think the problem is that AP is older. And just like most old men, he's stuck in his ways. And he couldn't <laughs> stop saying the old name of the team. And they're like, yeah. can't have this, AP. We're not the Redskins anymore. We're the Washington football team. And he's like, I don't care. I got here, y'all with the Redskins, y'all gonna be the Redskins. Actually, you know? I'm gonna change my answer. Six I think times, Glenn is seven, much closer seven, 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 to the correct answer than I am. <laughs> I think AP is like a he's like an older kind of uncle now. He's got the top hat and everything. He just walks around smoking cools. That's how I picture AP now since he's so old in the league. <laughs> All the other running backs are like, why does he keep talking about Arkansas? <laughs> Why does he keep calling us young blood? Rivera, yeah, Rivera just looked at him and was like, we can't give this guy touches anymore. We, he's got to go. Hey, uh, Ahmed, why don't you go ahead and tell uh, Glenn who's running the ball now? Because I don't even fucking know who's running the ball now. Mm. Well, e either one of you guys could tell me, too. I have no idea. Here's the thing. Antonio Gibson had, I want to say, 33, 34 carries mm -hmm. or something along those lines in college. So it's not like he's known as a bell cow, you know, back, which you still see some teams employ, but not too many these days. It's going to be a mix. I think it's going to be some of Antonio Gibson. It's going to be some of Peyton Barber. It's going to be some of Bryce Love. And it's going to be some of J.D. McKissick. It's going to be a mix of those four throughout the season. I don't think we're even going to get to a point where we have one main guy. I think it's going to be a committee the whole season. And it's going to be based on matchup week by week who gets the most. I, I, I kind of love those kind of uh, those running back situations where you just give it to everybody and see what happens. I, don't, I, I mean, obviously you'd love to see, like, you know, Coming from a Marshall Falk fan, just every play, I was like, why are you throwing it? Just hand it to Marshall. I mean, or throw it to Marshall. Mm. Why are you not giving you it know, to Marshall? Give it to everybody and see what happens is actually the name of my uh, book based on my dating life. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to that. keep a straight I'm face through that, that, but I could have been. No, that was good. That was not. good. <laughs> Listen, I'm, let listen, him burn I'm a on comedian, and I have not told jokes for <laughs> maybe six months. You still haven't. I got to get out all the cheesy ones you, right now. You still he's, haven't. He's a bi committee guy. He's a bi committee guy. <laughs> I was a bi committee for 23 minutes. He still has. He's riding what's hot. He's riding what's hot. That's what happens, man. There's a, there's a lot of HB dives. <laughs> <laughs> three four yard gainers. How do you feel about those? <laughs> That's what I call it. I just hop off. Be like that was a three four yard. We, gainer we play right for there. third and two. We exactly. play for third and two. He's on the one, but he's got. 99 yards ago listen i challenged oh. a lot of plays <laughs> uh, i challenged my fair share anyway uh all right glenn you talked about uh jason peters earlier that whole drama's over he's back at uh carson's blindside right so with washington's defensive front uh, adding in the history of carson wentz 
does he survive this game? Do you think Carson is going to be able to take advantage of this Washington secondary and stay not as dirty as you think he's going to be and play week two? I, you know, I really think Carson Wentz has a very similar season to his uh, to that sophomore season where he was uh, playing like gangbusters, um, where he was where like no one in the league had an answer for for the Eagles. I think he regains that form. Um, the only thing that I I worry about and wonder is just with all the moving pieces. Um, that they've had this offseason, plus Ertz went in the, the contract extension after seeing who was a great Kittles get the fucking crazy-ass extension that he got. I was like, Kittles, what? <laughs> and and they gave him like a hundred-something million or something crazy. Well, when you're just um, as old as Ertz, you get the same amount of money, or you get way more money. Yeah. I mean, Ertz is a super... Uh, listen, he, he is arguably the glue that held the team together for um, kind of bridging from the uh, Donovan years to, you know, like Carson and whatnot. Um, uh. I really think... Uh, I really think uh, if, if Ertz is in the right space, I think Carson has a breakout year um, that is like... is really MVP year. Um, that's that's what I would say. Well, well, Glenn, I have a question for you, which is so Ertz has that contract dispute as you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a chance that Dallas Goddard ends up becoming the guy because of this? Do you see him having a breakout campaign? I, uh, you know, I've been following the Eagles my whole life, and the one thing I will say is their front office more times than not gets it right in terms of. Uh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous ter- of that. <laughs> yeah. In terms of how they handle these decisions, how they handle players, what they do for players mm-hmm. after they leave. Nope. I mean, I'll tell you, I've been nope. around the. the I've true. been around this area for a while. I've seen the Redskins and and That's their players. And there's times. definitely an air. There's an air that they don't like the environment of the of the facility and everything, and I think that goes up from the owner all the way down. Um, and I think with the Eagles, it's a different thing where you have people who want to be in the building. They don't want to leave. Um, and I think, uh, you know, right now they're going through the contract dispute. But I think at the end of the day, how Howie Roseman figures out how to, um, excuse me, um, Howie Roseman figures out how to get Ertz on the team, get everybody happy, get everybody on the same page. Um, but to answer your question, I think Dallas Goddard is a, a damn fine um, pick and I think if they need to, they do have a contingency to move on from Ertz. I don't think that they do that, but they do have uh, a contingency to do it if they if they um, if they need um, to. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you who the happiest player on the Philadelphia Eagles is. It's Dallas Goddard. You know why? Because he just watched a couple of years ago the Super Bowl winning quarterback not get paid the next season, and then all that money that was supposed to go to him went to the next guy on the roster. So Ertz is not going to get picked up, and Goddard's going to get all that cash. Cha-ching. Okay. Cash it. Well, I don't know about that. Cash we'll see. <laughs> give him. Give him. Uh, Ertz is. Ertz is probably one of. He's like maybe, like the, arguably, third. the top five third. tight end in the I'd league. I'd say third. I yeah. I I I'd give him. I I want to say top three. I say above um, Hooper. I don't know if I give him. I don't give him. I don't give him number one. Oh but, no no um, no. Kittles and uh, what's his name? Or one two. Uh, um, Selleck. No no no. Uh, Kelsey. Kelsey. Kelsey, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Kelsey and Kittle are definitely the top two, a tier above, I think, everybody else, although I think Ertz is leading. Ertz is right there. I I think um, Ertz is above OJ and uh, Austin Hooper, I believe. Oh, yeah, he's above everybody else except for those two. Yeah. Yeah. And I think think they're all in this. I think any game, 
um, you you would you wouldn't look, be looked at as crazy if you're like, oh, I think Ertz is going to have a better week than one of those two guys. That's a good point. Um, so I think he's in the rotation for a top three. He's one of the best in the in the league, and I think just finding out where that number is um, is going to be a hard part. But that's why Howie Roseman gets the big bucks. He's done it. He's done a really good job of putting this team together. They always look competitive. They're 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 um, hardly ever out of a game. Um, and they, they play really hard and they, and they gel really well together. Um, so I think they figure it out. Um, I think Ertz, you know, he, he gets his money. It may not be, you know, the top money, but it'll, it'll be top five money. Um, and, and he'll come out and he'll, and he'll want to play. I don't think he will let that distract him. Glenn, you got any keys to this game? Anything you need to see from, uh, Philly to get this done this weekend? You know, there's always that. There's always that slow start factor with the Eagles. If they start out slow, then I think it's going to be a problem. Um, but I, I tell you what, if they if they come out, come out and shooting. they move right down the field and score, I I wonder how Washington responds because in the past they haven't been a team that can generate a lot of momentum. Um, they if they're winning, that's one thing. But if they get behind, uh, I don't I don't see them coming back. But again. This is almost like a new look Washington team. No, like I don't feel like any of us have a good idea. I don't think any of us have a good idea what the football season is going to look like, regardless of team. But in addition, I think every year Washington come out, you don't really have a good idea of uh, how they're going to perform. Rarely are they like talked about as running away with the the division. I, I don't think this is any different. Um, the key to the game, I think, is where Philly generates their offense from um and do they start fast if they figure out where they're going are they going to go hit them with the with the double tight end sets are they going to is miles sanders going to be back and they're going to be able to uh to to run it down their throat a little bit um are they going to be able to use some speed use some deshaun jackson use some Jalen rager um not know, rager this play. <laughs> yeah is, is, is he definitely out? I, I like i said i think he it's questionable yeah, right i now. think he's suited he, well, up just to, just to, just to get practicing i don't think he's gonna be okay well if they once they figure out what they're going to do with it if they start fast i think that's kind of the biggest key um i think that is the key to the game starting fast and, and keep your finger on the thumb washington is one of those teams you don't want to leave them around uh, you want to kind of demoralize them quickly because they, they have a problem with generating momentum. So if they're down early, I don't think that they come back, and I think uh, the Eagles uh, walk away with this game fairly easy. But I'm usually wrong, so that means Washington <laughs> will probably win. <laughs> it, it sounds, it, from what I hear what you're saying, just uh, double Carrigan, double Montez Sweat, double Chase Young, it'd be good to go. Yeah, double everybody. <laughs> double everybody. <laughs> One man routes. Ahmed, you got any keys that'll bust those wide open? Yeah, so actually, in just as you said, doubling those guys, Montez Sweat, Kerrigan, Chase Young, Deron Payne, Matt Ioannidis, it's impossible to do. That defensive line, first and foremost, has to get to Carson Wentz and has to get to him fast. Additionally, do it without the blitz if possible, because the one thing that does frighten me more than anything about Carson Wentz is against the blitz, he looks like Ben Roethlisberger at his peak, and it's frightening. <laughs> Because he can elude, he can break a tackle, and then next thing you know, Deshaun Jackson has had more than enough time to get open down the field. Or Rager, if he plays and actually has a significant role. Get to Carson Wentz with your four first-round picks, along with Ioannidis on that defensive line. You have to do it, or else this game is over. Now, last year in Week 1, 
Washington did go up 17-0. And it was a total shock to everybody. And then the Eagles woke up and realized that they were the Eagles. So it has to be consistent. It has to be consistent. Get after Carson Wentz. And on the other side of the ball, we have the same problem. Our offensive line is a bit shaky. You know, Trent Williams is now gone. Sadiq Charles, we were hoping would take the left tackle spot, isn't. It's Jerron Christian, third-round pick in 2018, who we do expect things from, but, you know, we he's unproven. So we don't know what's going to happen there. And the Eagles' defensive line is their strength on defense. So what you want to do is control those sides of the line of scrimmage. Your defensive line needs to be better than their offensive line, and your offensive line needs to be better. Our offensive line will not be better. So it has to be Haskins getting rid of the ball quickly. That has to be the game plan, whether it's swings to Gibson, whether it's a quick pass to Sims. And then from there, you can develop routes to McLaurin further down the field. That's what needs to happen. Get it out of Haskins' hands quickly. Get him into a quick rhythm, almost a Brady-esque rhythm if possible, just five yards, dink and dunk, and get to Carson Wentz or else this game is over. I'm good too. I like what you said about the defensive line there. I, I forgot about that. We... We got some, we got some, we got some fastballs down there, and some big, strong Fletcher Cox. I, I went through this whole podcast. I didn't even say anything mm-hmm. about Fletcher Cox. He is a monster, and I think that the Redskins are going to have to do a lot of. They're going to have to do a lot of uh, um, doubling, a lot of chipping, a lot of accounting for him. But then they got Brandon Graham. They got uh, well, um, what's his name? Uh, Barnett is is injured. Yeah, but, Barnett, yeah. yeah he, he's injured. But I, I think their their line is is mostly healthy. Um, aside from Barnett, and I think I think it's going to be really overwhelming, especially for a younger quarterback like Haskins. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. I I really think the Eagles get after him, um, but you know if they start slow and and you know Washington uh, does have momentum and they and they you know they I don't think we're going to go up seventeen nothing this game and then come back and win 30, 30 something to seventeen. I don't think that happens. Um, I, I think it works out much like you said. All right, here's my hot take. Ertz and uh, go. Gutter, they're just going to have to keep this uh, defensive front honest, right? Miles Sanders is definitely not going to get 100 yards this game. They're going to have to spread the ball that way. Carson is not going to have – he's not going to leave this game with a clean jersey at all. But he's going to he's gonna have a couple of deep threats uh, in this game. And he's probably going to get about 300 yards, and that's about it. Uh, Washington's a new team. That's about that, it. That's, that's a lot. That's a great it's, game. That's a huge game. That is game. a great hey, game. I, you got other quarterbacks throwing 500 yards in a game. 300 is about average nowadays. Uh, Washington's a new team. They got a new coach. They got a new scheme. Basically a new QB, if you just want to forget last year ever happened, right? Uh, and they got a lot to prove. Uh, it's 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 going to be tough for them. I do have one final question. Amit, if it's, mm-hmm. it goes to you. If you could forget any NFL season that happened, would it be A, 2017, B, 2017, or C, 2017? Uh, I'll remind you, you can only pick one of these answers. <laughs> I'm going 2013 uh, because that was the year after RG3 had already lit up the league and we all were thinking, well, Super Bowl, he's fine, he's back. All in for week one. I'm, we I'm, all I'm bought surprised it. it was Glenn awful. hasn't brought it up, but he just keeps touting 2017 like it was just yesterday and how the Eagles were won the Super Bowl. It's just I, I'm surprised he hasn't brought it up at least one time. It was a terror. I did bring it did up. You, did you, I did, did bring, bring it up. up. I talked. I talked about it at the very beginning. I talked did about. Did you say 17 uh, in general? Us being the this the 
the Super Bowl champions of 2017. Um, we'll give them I one. Can, I'm not concerned about look, one. We have look, three. You know, no. they're still below well, us. Well, if, if you look it up, there's actually asterisks because those were strikes shortened seasons. One was. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> you know, there's they were one with scab players. What are you going to do? No, actually, there are two. There are multiple seasons. I think the other one that they won was also a was also a strikes shortened season. So they got some two asterisks by we the way. Well, we got some strikes going on uh, this season potentially. So let's see what happens. <laughs> I know, right? The skins might. Or, I'm sorry, the, the Washington times. football team might actually pull it out. <laughs> actually, technically, Washington football team has no Super Bowl rings because this is a new, a newly branded team, Washington so... football team. Correct. Now the franchise does, but the right. football team, I don't know about that. But the fran- <laughs> the the Philadelphia Eagles franchise actually has <laughs> some championships from back in the '60s and the '40s or whatever. So. You know, I think I can get Ahmed now, to agree now, with me to say that 2017 can just go by the wayside. That was the year that the Astros won their first sure. trash can, uh, and then the the Penguins won the cup that year also. I'll still totally agree with 2017. <laughs> I just remember from a from a person as a personal sort of year. 2013, when we finally felt like we had a QB, <laughs> it just hurt so much. And actually, fun fact about that: um, Dwayne Haskins went to Bullis here in the DC mm-hmm. area. And he, for his high school, wrote an article about how they were eventually going to have to draft another quarterback because RG3 wasn't going to end up being the guy after seeing the 2013 season. And here did he Did he is. do the math saying that he'd be the kid? He had no clue. Well, maybe he didn't. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever asked him about that. In about mm. seven years, they're going to have to draft someone. I'll be right out of college at that point. <laughs> it reminds me of that. I, I think it's, it's, it's interesting that you asked him to forget a season when – the Washington football team has had so many forgettable seasons. Uh, we just wanted to forget that, uh, uh, that Philly win. Yeah, I was thinking of my feet there, by the way. I was like, well, we could go 2016 or 2015 or 2014. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about the Gus Farratt years? Do you want to forget any of uh, those? Con- oh, or... that's what first made me a fan. I can't forget those. I'll forget it. Gus Farratt is forgot about going those years, six and ten. <laughs> what about, what, is it, what was it, uh, the Norm, Norm, who is it? Norm, Norm Turner. Norm Turner. Yeah. It wasn't he like seven and two and then finished the season, mm-hmm. like nine and nine? Scott Ball coach, match. you got everybody, you got <laughs> a whole bunch of coaches to think about. Oh, what about the Spurs yeah, years? Yeah, yeah Steve Spurs, old ball coach. Old ball coach. starting Shane Matthews coach. at quarterback. Now that felt like the replacements. Oh man, that was, who else did they have? They had, uh, uh what was the Oh, we had Marty Schottenheimer who actually started two and six, then went six and two. And then Dan Snyder decided he didn't like him, even though we, it turns out he was a pretty yeah. good coach. Hmm. We've got turns all sorts out. of Jim Zorn. Jim Zorn. Oh, Zorn. my hey, gosh. Remember to stay medium. I, listen, I, I, I know that Jay Gruden was the funnest coach that the Skins had because they were out drinking and smoking and doing everything with, with that guy. It starts from the top. It starts Appar- from the top. Apparently, uh, Jay Gruden was also banging one of the nope. players. Allegedly. Or, or vice Allegedly. Versa. It hasn't. Listen, All alleged, everyone. but honestly, uh, with everything that's coming out, would it really be that hard? Allegedly, to it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, and I like I said, I I can believe it. I've uh, I used to live over in that area, and I'm like, oh, I can believe this. This makes sense. <laughs> All right, Ahmed, you got home field advantage here. Glenn, you go first. Your prediction for this week's Week One Philadelphia at Washington Football Team. Uh, you don't have to give a thirty-one ten. I was about Eagles. to say you don't have to give a score a score if you don't want to, but go ahead. Thirty-one thirty-one ten mm. Eagles. Mm. Oh, Tommy, what you got for me? Thirty-one. Well, okay. So as of right now, and I feel like my mind's been flip-flopping. Um, I would have the Eagles winning. I think it would be a very close game. 
I would bet on Washington to cover because I don't think the Eagles would win by more than a touchdown. Um, I know the line is six. Again, I see Washington covering that. And I would not be surprised if Washington won the game because, again, that Eagles O-line is banged up. Carson Wentz could go on to return to his sophomore year form and be sensational, but it won't be this week. And again, like Buford was saying, he's not going to have a clean jersey. And Haskins, a lot of people forget. They look at that QBR and they say, hey, he was just a dummy last season. Those final four games against NFC East opponents primarily, which is where you need to look good, he did look good. So I expect him to continue. I do expect him to get into that rhythm. And it's going to be a close game, but I do have the Eagles winning by a field goal. I'll call it 24-21 or 20-17, one of those two. Hmm. You know what? Mm. Uh, Glenn, this week's predictions is brought to you by the Can't Win for Losing podcast. The podcast where I talk about me losing a lot of money on betting or winning. I don't know. Go check it out. Uh, Philly is favored by six. The over-under is 43. I'm taking, I'm going to put these numbers out here. Eagles, 43. Washington, 17. Philly wins. Philly covers. And the total will go over. 23-17, huh? 34 yeah, I was 17. saying, I was saying twenty seventeen or twenty four twenty one. One actually is okay. over, and the other is under. As it turns out, nice. But but it your bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for you guys. That's it. Yep. Thanks for listening to the NFC Beast. Uh, check out all our episodes the week before any divisional game. Uh, Glenn, go ahead, plug everything you got. Oh, man, Level Up Comedy. Uh, you can follow me on Level Up Comedy, Glenn Lawrence Comedy, if you want to chuckle a little bit. Uh, we'll probably be having some cool things come out in the in the near future. LevelUpComedy.com. Uh, that's, again, LevelUpComedy.com. Uh, and go Birds. Ahmed, home team, you got the ball. Well, well, I just wanted to say I'm very much looking forward to checking out Level Up Comedy myself. So, once again, this Level Up Comedy for Glenn. Oh, and uh, yeah, but fuck the birds. Uh, District <laughs> divided, DC sports. All you want to know about it, I got you covered. It's a weekly DC sports podcast hosted by myself, and I have a guest on virtually every week. Various experts from around the DMV area. The podcast is called District Divided. Follow it on Twitter, Instagram, you name it. It's all over the place. District Divided, and I. I am following you. That was a good bait. You baited, baited you into it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can. You know, I'll, I'll call him out. I, I invited him out to Wonderland one time because I thought he might be on the soccer field across the street from it, but he he nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. Mm, mm. Yeah, not at that field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Booker T. Justice, host of the NFC Beast and Can't Win for Losing podcast. Subscribe to us on at CFL or CWFL podcast or at the underscore NFC underscore beast because the guy who has the one without the underscores hasn't tweeted for like I don't know how long and this is not an LLC and I can't tell Twitter that it's infringements. <laughs> mm. uh, subscribe, listen to us, find us all on our social media pages and we'll catch you next time. Good day. See you later. Beep.